0: Well, as, as we've been talking about, um, we're going to be talking about heroes. That's, a, that's quite a way to get me started, isn't it? I'm, I've already shed a ton of tears here. And so, but, but we're going to be talking about the heroes of our faith. And I, I just got to start by saying I am so excited to share God's Word with you today. I am so excited about the way that God's Word tells us that we are a part of this story and so as we're going to look over the next seven weeks at the heroes of our faith, I want us to understand that we are called to be heroes of the faith. You and I are called to be heroes in God's kingdom. So, so just to lay it out, chapters 1 through 10, I said this just a minute ago, chapters 1 through 10 in the book of Hebrews are all about what Jesus did for us, the heroic act of Jesus dying on the cross for us, and, and it talks about um, Jesus giving everything so that we could have life. Through Jesus' sacrifice, we could be made perfect, and, and we just experienced that together. And, and sacrament, communion is a sacrament in the church, and what that means is that grace is flowing. And so really, as we come here today, I don't know why you came this morning. You probably came to worship God. Maybe some of you just came because you you thought, hey, I, I need to try to go to church. I need to do something. I don't know why you came this morning, but I want you to know why you're here. It's because God is working in your life, and God is working to help us become heroes of the faith. And so I love the way Hebrews sets it up because in chapters 1 through 10, it says, this is Jesus. He's the hero. This is the heroic act. And then in, at the end of chapter 10, which we're going to get into at the, towards the end of the sermon, it calls us to be a part of this story. And then in chapter 11, it gives us a list of all of these heroes of the faith, the people that we talk about when we read our Bible, the people we talk about in church, the heroes And then there's a really good part in chapter 12 that says, hey, since you're surrounded by all of these great heroes, run your race and be who God called you to be. I want you to understand this morning that we exist as a part of a big timeline, okay? The Bible isn't something that was God's people's story that happened a long time ago and that's it. The Bible isn't the end of Christianity. The Bible isn't the end of God's acting in, in this world. The Bible is, is the first part of the story of what God's doing. And I want you to understand today that you and I exist in this storyline. You and I exist as a part of God's work in this world. And so, as we, if we start down here like a typical timeline, is this the right way for a timeline to you? I don't know. I, I think it is. Okay, so if we started and we said these heroes of the faith were thousands of years ago, and they did this and this and this, and that's what chapter 11 says, and we see these heroes and we work forward in the timeline of what God did and, and God's people and through God's heroes, and then we have Jesus coming and we celebrated that, but then if we walk way over here, here we are today. Today. And I believe that God is still calling heroes. I believe that God is still working. And so I am excited about this series because I believe that we are here for a purpose. And I believe God wants to use each of us to do the work that heroes do. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a hero. (laughs) Did they make you believe it? Turn again and say, you're a hero, and make them believe it. Yeah, you're a hero, right? You are called to be a hero of the faith. If you call yourself a follower of Christ, you are not here just to be a bump on a log. You're not here just to live life the way you want to. You are called to be a hero of the faith. And so when, that, when the person next to you turned to you and said, you are a hero, You can laugh it off, but I believe God wants you to be a hero. And that's what we're going to be talking about here over the next seven weeks, how we can be heroes. We're going to see stories of God working through heroes of the faith, but my prayer is that we will continue to see stories of God working through us, the heroes of the faith. One of the things, if you talk to, um, in 2003, I graduated from from and Nazarene University and I actually came here and I worked here for a year and I worked with the, the junior hires, the 7th and 8th graders. And I remember there was one day we were on, in the car, we were on our way to, I believe it was Cedar Point, we were on our way to a, um, to, to a retreat and I had a car full of four junior high boys and we were just having a good time, we were singing music and at that time, Megan, my wife and I were, were dating. and so we thought it would be a good idea to get on the phone and to call Megan and to sing a song to her. And so I sang a song to her. I sang, I Can Be Your Hero Baby by (laughs) Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. And those junior hires, if you talk to them today, they still remember singing that song to Megan. Let's be honest, we all want to be heroes, right? We want to be some, how many of you just, we, we just don't want to matter at all, and we just, you know, we just want to exist, be a bump on a log. No! We want to be heroes, right? We, we want to be, we want to do something courageous and big. I got good news for you. That's what God wants. And so we're going to talk about how we can be heroes. So the first 10 chapters talks about Jesus being heroic. And then we move into chapter 11, the chapter of heroes. And, and you can read through that at home. I'm just going to go through it piece by piece. But in verse 7 of chapter 11, we see our first hero today. We're going to talk today about a hero named Noah. Now, our kids are in here, so I, I, I want to I talk to you again. What do we know about Noah, kids? Speak louder, kids. He built an ark. Yeah, okay, adults, you jump in. What do we know about Noah? He was righteous. Don't steal all my sermon. He was obedient to God, and so Noah is this hero of the faith. And if you ask most of us, we would say, yeah, Noah is a hero because he he built a huge ark. In fact, if you drive down into Kentucky, you can see a model of that. How many of you have been there and seen the ark? I have not been there. But I hear it's pretty impressive. So chapter 11 of Hebrews, verse 7, says this. By faith, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, oh, I'm sorry. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. So the first hero we're going to talk about in our series, week one, is Noah. By faith, Noah built the ark that saved his family. Do most of you know the story of Noah? This is a pretty common story. If you've been around church much, you probably know it. Um, But this is kind of a simplified explanation of what made Noah a hero. By faith, he built an ark. But there's so much more to the story than that. There's so much more, and so I want to look at that, and I want to see the things in Noah's life that made him a hero, so that we can understand the things we need to do to be heroes. So it starts in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. Well, it's really the end of chapter 5 in Genesis through through chapter 10, but in chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Now, that may not seem like much, but when we read the beginning of chapter 6, we understand that this is a point in time when everybody else had turned away from God. Everybody around Noah, everybody on earth had turned away and was living evil lives. And it says, but Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. So the first thing I want you to see about Noah today is that Noah stood alone. He lived faithfully alone. In this day, everybody else was living selfish lives, evil lives, and Noah, it says, was a righteous man that was faithfully living for God. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever felt like you were all alone in your walk with Christ? How many of you have ever been in a place that you just, you felt like you were the only one that was following God's call? I remember in college, um, I would come here in the summers. I would go to school down there in Nashville. And then in the summer, I would move up here and I would stay with my parents and, and I would get jobs in the summer. And, and one year, I got a job in a factory. And so every day, I would get up and at, at 6 o'clock in the morning, I would go and I would, I would work at this factory and, and I got to know some of the people there. It was a job that, you know, during breaks, stuff like that. But, but I, I will never forget that summer working in that factory. In this job, I would, I would drive around a little forklift and I would pick up um, the cardboard trash that people ha- had made in their stations and I would take it and I would put it in the trash compactor and compact it and then I would take the thing back. And so I interacted with a lot of people at this, at this warehouse that I worked at. And one of the things that became really apparent to me really quick was that I was the only one that believed in God or that was living out of an active faith in God that was working there. And every day I would go and I would talk to these people and they would talk about the things they were getting into and they would talk about the party that they were going to go to that night and they would talk about the, the things that they cared about and I felt alone. I'm just going to be honest with you. I felt like I was the only one there that was living for God. How many of you have been in a situation like that? I know I just asked you to raise your hand, but how many of you have been there where you just felt like you you were trying to serve God, but you were alone? Man, this is where Noah was. Can you imagine this? Everybody else. We sit in a sanctuary this morning with four or 500 other people that are here to worship God. It says in Genesis chapter 6 that Noah was alone. He stood apart, but he was living righteously. He was living by faith. Can you imagine how hard it would be to be a follower of God, to be a follower of God when nobody else around you was serving? I got a little bit of a taste of that that summer, but man, I can't even imagine how hard that would be for Noah we're lucky. We're lucky. We've got each other. Even if you work at a place where, where nobody else is Christian, you've got each other. On the weekends, you get to come. On Sunday, you get to come and you get to see people who believe the same thing you do. Noah was all by himself. And so the first thing we see about Noah is that he stood alone in his faith. And so that's the first principle I want us to see today. Heroes stand for what's right even when they stand alone. So right here, if we are going to be heroes of the faith, we need to understand that we have to stand for what's right even if we're standing all by ourselves. So if you work in a place where you are the only Christian, if you go to a school where you are the only Christian, if all of your friends, if all the people around you are living for other things if all of your friends that you hang out with are living for other things, I want you to understand that God's calling for you to be a hero is for you to stand faithfully and to honor God and to worship God, even when you stand alone. Can you do that? Let's do that. If we're going to be heroes of the faith, we have to stand for what's right. Even if we stand alone. You may be the only person at work, at school, on the football team, on the baseball team, in your friend group. If you're going to be a hero of the faith, you've got to stand for God, even if you stand alone. Number two, not only did Noah stand for God, so number one, he stood alone. That's hard enough, right? That's heroic enough that he stands for faith, but number two, we see God comes to him and and makes it a little bit more difficult, because Noah's the only believer around, and then God comes to him, and and we see this in in verse 11. It says, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth, so make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 feet wide, 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving the roof and, and opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives, with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, and keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it as food for you and for them. So listen, my goal today is not to paint you a picture. I know sometimes when we talk about Noah, we try to paint the picture of how huge this ark is and how big this task is. I'm I'm not going to take the time to to go through all that, but I do want you to understand that Noah is faithfully living for God even when nobody else is. And then God comes and he says, hey, by the way, I need you to build me a big boat. And by the way, I'm going to wipe everything else out Accept what I tell you to take on this boat. Think about the pressure that Noah must have been under. Think about how hard this is. You stand by yourself. You believe something different than everyone else. But now I'm going to give you a task to build this huge boat. And guess what people are going to think? They're going to think you're crazy. I mean, they are going to think you are nuts. Like, out of your mind. I want you to build this boat. I want it to be like this. I want you to get two of every kind of animal, and I want you to get on that boat. Can you imagine being Noah in this circumstance? And God calls Noah to this huge task. Have you ever been guilty of thinking this? God, isn't it just enough that I live faithfully? God, isn't it just enough that everybody else is living wrong, but I'm, I'm doing what's right? Isn't that enough, God? Don't you think, wouldn't Noah have been tempted to think that? Like, God, I'm the only one that's faithful. Isn't that good enough? I think sometimes we as Christians fall into the trap of thinking that just living faithfully, just coming to church, just reading the Bible, just praying, is enough. But what we see here is that God had something bigger for Noah, God's plan is to use Noah. God's plan is to use Noah to do something huge. And so Noah steps into this timeline, this story, and he starts building this big boat. Scripture tells us that it took him about 120 years to complete this task. I can't work 15 minutes without getting sidetracked. I God called, not only was Noah alone in his faith, but now God says, Noah, I want you to do this huge thing. And for 120 years, Noah steps up to the plate and builds an ark, even though everyone around him thinks he's crazy, thinks he's lost it. He does what he needs to do. The number two principle of heroes they're not content with just being, they want to be a part of the plan, of the process. And so heroes, when called upon, step up to the challenge, no matter what that challenge is. Heroes, when called upon, step up to the challenge, no matter what that challenge is. So if we're going to be heroes of the faith, number one, we have to stand faithfully no matter who stands with us. Number two, we have to be willing to step up to the plate, to step up to the challenge, no matter what that challenge is. Have any of you ever felt like God was calling you to something crazy? I, I was in Walmart one day. I probably told this story before. I'm sorry. I was in Walmart one day in South Carolina. And I was in line. And, and the person in front of me was struggling to pay for their groceries. And, and I really just felt like God was saying, you need to pay for that person's groceries. And that's a weird thing when you're in a line of eight people. And I mean, it's a crazy story because I did it and then I walked out and the lady was gone by the time I got there. I don't know know what that was all about, but God was calling me to something I was very uncomfortable with and I had a choice whether I was going to step up. I'm sure some of you have been called to much bigger things than that. Sometimes God is going to call us, God is going to use us to accomplish things. And if you're going to be a hero of the faith, number one, you have to stand faithfully. Number two, you have to step up to the plate when there's a challenge, when God calls you. My second question for you today is if God calls you to something, no matter how big, no matter how small, will you step up to the plate? If God told you today to do something that seemed crazy, would you be willing to step up to the plate and do what God called you to do? The third thing we see about Noah is this. Noah was obedient. If you read Genesis 6 through 10, there's a phrase that pops up over and over and over again. We see it in chapter 6, verse 22. Listen to this. Noah did everything just as God had commanded him. In chapter 7, it says it again. Noah did everything that God commanded him. All through scripture, when it talks about Noah, you know what it talks about? It talks about obedience. This is the thing about Noah. He was obedient. He did what God asked him to do, and he did everything that God asked him to do. What an amazing statement! It seems like just another line Noah did everything that God commanded him to do. But this is huge. Because I believe that if we will stand faithfully, I believe that if we will be willing to step up to the plate, and I believe that if we will be obedient to do what God calls us to do, I believe God will do incredible things through us. I believe that if you will be obedient to what God calls you to do, you're gonna be a hero of the faith, and God's gonna use you in big ways. What made Noah a hero? It wasn't that he was perfect. In fact, in chapter 9, we see a a slip-up that Noah has where he gets drunk with wine and embarrasses his family. He's not perfect. Perfection was not what made Noah a hero. It wasn't that he was the most talented guy around. It wasn't that he was this superstar. What made Noah a hero was that he was obedient and faithful to God in everything God asked him to do. So here's the good news. He wasn't perfect. Guess what? I'm not perfect. How many of you are perfect? Anyone? Liars. Um, (laughs) None of us are perfect. If it's about perfection, we're out. We can't be heroes. If it's about being the most talented, I got bad news for you. I love you guys. You guys are wonderful. But none of us in here are probably the most talented people in the world, right? That's not what it is. What made Noah a hero is that he was faithful to God, he stood for what was right even when no one did, he stepped up to the plate when God called him, and he was obedient in everything God asked him to do. The good news this morning is this, you're not perfect. You may not be the most talented person even in this room, but you can obey God. When God calls, you can obey, and because of that, you can be a hero Of the faith. If you want to be a hero of the faith, it starts with obedience. Whatever God asks, big or small, we have to be obedient to do what God asks us to do. Even if it's something silly like buying groceries in a grocery store, or if it's something huge like building a boat, we have to be obedient and follow God's commands. So stand faithfully, step up to the challenge and obey what God tells you to do that's what made Noah a hero and through Noah through his obedience through his faithfulness God started everything over again and because of Noah's obedience because of his heroic faithfulness and obedience we're here today and God saw Noah's obedience and said never again am I going to wipe everyone out and God made a covenant with us man Noah was a hero wasn't he do you want to be a hero? Stand faithfully. Step up when God calls you. And obey everything that God calls you to do. What the, at the beginning of the message, we read from chapter 10 in Hebrews, and we, we experienced communion. And so today, I think the important question, I laid out three things, but I think the important question is, how am I going to become a hero what, God's, what is God going to do? So we, we talked about in chapter 10, in verse 13 through 14 that we read earlier, it said, but when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, and since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made a footstool. Did you hear that in there? That's good stuff. Since this moment, since he died on a cross, he sat at the right hand of God, and he's been waiting ever since. For the coming kingdom, because his enemies will be made a footstool. That's good news this morning. We're not here in vain. We're not here to celebrate a loser. We're here because God is greater. That's good news today. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. I want you to hear the next part of this in chapter 10 verses 19 to 25, listen to this scripture. It says, therefore, because of everything God had done, because Jesus died on the cross, because he paved the way for us to have eternal salvation, because he's making us perfect through his sacrifice, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, listen to this, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as we see the day approaching. The good news is this, today we come to worship The king that reigns over everything. God is over everything. The people around you, it doesn't matter how wicked they are. The wicked in this world, the things that are messed up, it doesn't matter how big they are. God is over them. God reigns supreme. And so what do we do? We draw near to God. We hold unswervingly to this hope that we profess. And we try to figure out how we can push each other on toward that day when God's kingdom will be firmly established here on earth and everything will glorify God forever. That's good news. If you watch hero movies, the reason heroes are heroes, we heard this earlier, is because they have powers, right? The reason Spider-Man can jump off a building is what? He has webs in his hands, and he can shoot these webs, and they keep them up in the air. The reason that, that Thor can throw that huge hammer, and it comes back, and he can be confident that it's not going to hit him in his face is because he has power. The reason that superheroes can run into people that are shooting at them is because they have power. I want you to understand this morning that the therefore is our power, Because of Christ's sacrifice, because of what Jesus did, we have power. You don't feel very powerless today, do you? But you have power. You are serving the God that is over everything. And so whatever it is that God asks you to do, you have superhero power in Christ to stand firm, to step up to the plate, and to be obedient. You can be who God calls you to be. Because of the power of God. Therefore, we have confidence. So three things I want you to focus on here. And, we, and we, they, they parallel what we talked about earlier. Number one, it says, draw near with a sincere heart. We have to have faith. We have to draw near to God. We have to be connected with the power source. So if we're going to be a hero, it said we stand no matter what. The way we do that is we draw near to God. We draw near, and we stay connected to our source of power. Number two, we hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. We know the outcome. We're, we're going to be victorious because we serve the God that is over everything else. And so we hold unswervingly to that, and nothing should be able to convince us otherwise. When, when there's huge things in front of us, we hold unswervingly to the fact that God Is bigger. And then number three, it says we put our faith and our hope into action through love. We're here today to worship God. We're also here to lift each other up. We're also here to help each other, move towards that moment to help each other, be bold in our faith. You're lucky. You don't have to face it all alone. We've got each other. And God calls us to put our faith into action by loving each other and by lifting each other up. And so we draw near to God. We hold unswervingly and we lift each other up. We love each other. And then I I, want to wrap up today in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 36 to 39. Because if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, hey, this may not be me. I want you to understand this is you. So it says, therefore, since, what Jesus, since Jesus did all that, we boldly, we come before God, we boldly, we can be heroes. And then it says this in verse 36, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he promised for, and, and this quotes a couple Old Testament things here, in just a little while, he who is coming will not delay. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. It doesn't matter how lonely you are. It doesn't matter what you face. Jesus is coming again. You can have faith. You can hold unswervingly to that. Jesus is coming again. And by my my righteous one, but, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But listen to verse 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed but to those who have faith and are saved. If you're here today and you're asking yourself this question, who are we? Who am I? I want you to understand that you belong to those that step up and have faith. You are not one that shrinks back. That's not God's will for you. God's will is that you would step up boldly and be a hero. We're not here to just sit around. We're here to become who God created us to be. And God wants us to live boldly, to live boldly, to be heroes of the faith. We belong to the heroes in chapter 11. And so as we look at these heroes, as we look at Noah who, who did all this great thing, and we'll forever talk about Noah's great thing of building the ark and standing faithfully, I want you to know that that's who we are. So, so heroes, we are called to be heroes One of my favorite parts of the series that we're going to do is that we're not just going to look at Old Testament heroes or heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11, but I want us to see that we are called to be heroes. And through this series, we're going to be celebrating with some of our heroes of the faith. We're going to do that through baptism. We're going to do that through testimonies. And today, we're going to celebrate with one of our heroes of the faith. About a year and a half ago, um, we were on a mission trip to Tennessee, and there was a group of us that, that was serving together. We were working, we were building together. And Tim Hill, who's from our church, he looked at me and he said, Pastor Alex, you're gonna baptize me someday. And I've been anxious ever since. I couldn't wait, because Tim's a hero of the faith. And since then, I've watched as he's served through mission trips, as he's served through family promise, as he's served through the cooking class that they're doing, and I've watched as God has been using him as a hero of the faith. And so today, we're going to wrap up the service by celebrating as we baptize Tim Hill, who is called to be a hero of the faith. And so Pastor Jay is going to come and he's going to lead us in prayer as we prepare ourselves. But I want to ask you as he comes and as we get ready to baptize Tim and as we celebrate with Tim, I want to ask you, is God calling you to be a hero? I can tell you the answer, yes. How? Are you going to be a hero for God? What does God want you to do? Are you going to stand faithfully? Are you going to step up to the plate? Are you going to obey everything that God calls you and asks you to do? We are called to be heroes